Welcome to another episode of ALPS In Brief. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the risk manager at ALPS, and we're recording here at the historic Florence Building in Missoula, Montana. I am very pleased to have as our guest today, Matt Luberoff, the Director of Sales, Marketing, and Customer Service here. And today we're going to talk a little bit about cyber insurance. Matt, you know, in terms of over the years of my experiences consulting with lawyers, uh, conducting risk uh, visits and these kinds of things, it's, it's somewhat common for lawyers to have this belief that, you know, we're, we're not big enough in terms of our firm, in terms of size. We're not going to be on the uh, radar of hackers and these kinds of things. And um, I guess, would you agree, or, or do they face a problem that they really need to be concerned about? Do, do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah, thanks, Mark. I would not agree. Maybe 10 or 15 years ago, yeah. it was probably the case because hacking was new. Right. We didn't know what ransomware was. We didn't know what clicking on clickbait links were and how that impacted us. But it's evolved into probably one of the most sophisticated industries out there where some of the best technological minds unfortunately yeah. are using their skills for evil and not for good so it really becomes a matter of when any business but specifically law firms will get hacked not a matter of yeah. if yeah yeah i love there's a uh, the fbi has put a uh, all kinds of information out there for, for law firms and and businesses in general and, uh, there's a great quote from one of the FBI guys. Uh, well, it's been maybe a year or so, but he basically said there's there's two types of corporations in the world: those that have been hacked and those that don't know they've been hacked. Yeah, you know, that, and that's it's accurate. We all click on things and go, "Oh, right, I, I didn't right. didn't mean to do that," but right, it's a little right. too late at that point. Well, and I absolutely agree with you in terms of uh, regardless of size, uh, that that law firms have a significant risk. Uh, c can we talk a little bit about solutions? What what kind of solutions can we bring to the table and help with here? Well, there's really two types of solutions that I suggest. One, of course, is insurance. Right. I mean, as lawyers are trained in ways to manage their own risk. They go to law school not just to learn the substance of the legal, substance of law and how to provide services to their community, but they also spend a lot of time in risk management techniques. They build practices that are successful, they build mm -hmm, practices mm -hmm. that help in our community, and the majority of lawyers out there are purchasing malpractice insurance in case a client right, sues them. Right. But not enough lawyers and not enough law firms are buying cyber insurance. So one way to prevent something is to, to purchase a product that will protect you should something happen, mm -hmm. because accidents do happen. Yeah. The other one that's probably just as important is training, employee training. Some of that comes from understanding is how to prevent a hack. What are systems, both technical and people-wise, that you can put in place yep. to make sure that yep. you are up to speed with techniques that will prevent that hack from happening in the first place. Right, and I, I, a lot of what I do, you know, I, I try to talk, uh, whether it's, uh, again, consulting or lecturing, I try to talk about the necessity of, uh, if you will, securing the human, and that certainly is uh, frontline defense. But uh, th this other piece of the uh, insurance is absolutely essential and necessary because, you know, again, uh, it just 
a naive, innocent misstep, clicking on the wrong link, you know, opening the wrong file uh, or attachment or these kinds of things can, can lead to just devastating consequences. You know, now for some time, uh, Alps has brought uh, to the table, if you will, for our insureds, uh, a, a basic cyber insurance policy. But uh, we are uh, just launching now a new product. Uh, can, can you explain and share where we're going with this type of, of coverage? Yeah, Mark, happy to do so. We, we've tried to also adapt with the times. Right. And mm -hmm. we've had the cyber policy available to our law firms for low per lawyer cost and lower limits for several years now. Right. And as our hackers have become more and more sophisticated, we're all familiar with malware and ransomware that's become more and more popular both in TV shows or in just the unfortunate press of everyday life. Yeah. So we've increased that coverage to provide more of that protection. We've also expanded the liability coverage to handle really three different ways of providing the coverage. There's interesting one set of limits that's available for that indemnity or kind of make yourself whole. So if you get okay. hacked and there's a cost to you as a law firm, there's one aspect of the policy that provides that coverage. But there's two other towers or layers of coverage that we've included in the new policy that are just as important, if not a more important. And one is that prevention, the response to the hack or to the privacy breach. We need to figure out how it happened, where it is within your computer systems, and how to prevent it from happening again. So this is dealing with some of the forensic teams that come in and the costs associated with that. Yes, yes. Right, okay. And that third one is, I think you were telling me in an earlier conversation, that 47 of 50 states have Breach notification. Breach notification laws right, and requirements. Right, right. And so there is an available available limit of liability should there be some notification requirements yes. within that breach. Which can be very, very costly. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, what does what do these regulations mean? So for example, um, it's it's not in terms of the, the breach notification regulations that you're subject to, it's not where the breach occurred. It's where anybody impacted by the breach resides. And so when you think about law firms that have clients and, and all kinds of other people in their databases that cross these borders, this can get costly quickly. Sounds like we've got a, a wonderful product here. At yeah, it's, and the thing is, is these are very complicated situations. Yes. So let's just take the situation where a firm has ransomware. Ransomware okay. is defined as your data is now encrypted. Yes. And the only way for you to get back your data, realistically, is to pay the ransom. So if you think of how a typical cyber policy might respond is you have the payment of ransom. That's cyber extortion. Right. Okay. You have the forensic investigation, which is that breach response, that second yes. tower, right. so to right. speak. Then there's the expense to restore the data from the backup that hopefully you have. That's data protection. Then you've got a loss of business. There are hospitals, stories of businesses that have had to shut down completely because they, what they need they can't get to. Right. So that's yeah. network business interruption. Then you have the response to your point to the regulatory inquiries. You need an expert to navigate that through that. And you don't want to do it poorly. You don't want to do it too quickly. But you have to make sure that you follow the letter of the regulatory laws. And then you have these individual third-party claims where it wasn't your data. It was somebody else's data that maybe you are in care and control of. And that third party, that other yeah. group, has been impacted by that data being stolen or lost and there's susceptibility for claims there. Okay, wow. 
you convince me when I start to think through all of these different exposures. And, you know, you, you think at times initially, oh, I get hacked and you just bring something. You know, this is pretty complex stuff and, and spins out in all kinds of directions. I, I love it. You, you convinced me, and I hope many of the folks listening to us of, of a very... Uh, of, of the value and, and need for a product like this. Can you share a little bit about, you know, okay, so I'm an Alps and Short. How, how do I get this? What, what are my options? What does this, how do I go through this process? Well, one of the things that we've aimed to do is make it as easy as possible for you. So okay. when you have your quote, right. when you're accepting your Alps policy. Your so quote, and you're talking about the quote for, for the legal malpractice yes. coverage. Okay. When you're being quoted or accepting your okay. lawyer's malpractice insurance. Right you automatically have the ability with no application to accept our low limit, low cost uh, charge per the attorney right around $50. Okay. Um, you don't need an application. Just accept it, sign, That makes pay, it pretty easy. Done. Yeah, wow. Um, we have some different limits nice. based on the firm size, okay. but there's no extra effort required. We also are very, very happy to offer limits up to a million dollars, which if you think of the susceptibility of data and how quickly things can happen and inspire yeah. a lot of control, yeah. the ability to secure your data and have response services available to you for up to a million dollars of limits yeah. is also important. And there's there's no application required. However, we do have some risk management suggestions that uh, we can help you put in place okay. to make sure that there's no we can continue to proceed, get you those limits, protect your law firm. They're a little bit more expensive. We have some minimum premiums and higher per attorney costs, but what I can say without any concern is it's the easiest process, yeah. the lowest cost, and I'd argue probably the best policy out yeah. there in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah. And it's my understanding, this, is, uh, this policy is the first out there to be uh, d designed, written intentionally, uh, or directed at law firms. Is yeah. that, am I correct about that? You are correct. We've partnered with uh, Beasley, United States, and Beasley, Beasley London, okay. who's probably the leader in this yeah. space as yeah, it is absolutely. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they worked with us to provide a custom form, custom policy, and custom process specifically yeah. for the Ops Lawyers book. Well, I appreciate your sharing all this, Matt. From, from my perspective as a risk guy and just uh, just an individual living in this crazy world, you know, this is a screaming deal as I see it. I, I, I personally, you know, I'm not trying to tell everybody to go out and buy these policies in the sense I'm not, but how can you afford not to do this? When, when you look at the frequency of the attacks, uh, the severity of these kinds of attacks, and it seems like, you know, you guys have really done a great job of putting a fantastic policy together that covers all these things. We've made it as easy as possible. I mean, just, wow, well done, job well done. Before, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up, Matt? Anything else you'd like to share? Yeah, I would just encourage folks to um, talk to their account manager if they're an insurer, if they're uh -huh. okay. in the process of applying with any type of insurance, uh, specifically yeah. lawyer's insurance, make sure they're asking about this. Okay. It's really a shame. You know, it's unfair when businesses or law firms get hacked. It's scary because there's people out there smarter than us that are yeah. coming up with ways more devious than we could ever imagine to get access to that data. And we all deserve to have our data protected. We all deserve to have experts by our side who are helping yeah. us yeah. prevent it and walk alongside right. that path to recover should a hack happen. Right. And, and, you know, for, and a closing thought that I would have, just as, as, as again, coming at it from the risk perspective, 
is you know we are charged with protecting the confidences of our clients and you know I just think even as a consumer you know you and I suspect in terms of just statistically are victims of the Equifax breach you know and and I have some feelings about Equifax that are, that are not the most positive things right now. And so I just encourage, you know, all of you listening out there to appreciate too, if, if you ever are breached and don't have this type of insurance out there and can deal with this in a responsible way, how do you think your clients are going to respond? You know, I, I, I just invite you to look at it from that perspective too. It's another way to come back and say, I just don't understand how you can afford not to do this, how, how you, you, you get to that point. Well, listen, Matt, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing the information. And uh, if any of you have any, uh, in terms of listening to us, if you have any ideas of topics or things that you'd like to hear in future, please don't hesitate letting us know. You can reach me at mbass at alpsnet.com. Thanks for listening, folks.